And this is reminded, this is a reminder of that here in 1 Thessalonians 4, 13. That ye sorrow not, verse 13, that ye sorrow not, even as those who have no hope. Apparently, some believers had died since Paul was there in Thessalonica. And the, the believers in Thessalonica, they were, the church had just begun there, so they're not, they haven't received all the instruction. That's partly why this book was written, to encourage them because they're going through persecution, and also to encourage them because some believers have already died for their faith there at Thessalonica. And so Paul is encouraging them that they will see those loved ones again. And those loved ones, yes, they're not going to be alive on this earth or when Jesus returns. See, the expectation was by Paul and by the Thessalonian church that Jesus could come at any moment, that he is going to return and that he could return at any moment. And they are all expecting, they're all hoping that they will be alive when Jesus returns one day. And we have the same hope today. The same expectation today, the imminent return of Christ, that Jesus could return at any time. That, that is the next step that we are looking forward to in world history, in Bible prophecy. That is why I believe in a pre-tribulation rapture, is because that, there is no step that we have to wait for, for prophecy to be fulfilled. Paul is looking forward to it in his day. We see that even in 2 Timothy. He speaks of that that he is looking forward to the return of Christ. The Thessalonians are looking forward to the return of Christ. And now they have this question in their minds, apparently, which is why Paul addresses them in these verses, that, okay, what about those who have died? Because we're expecting Jesus to return. What's going to happen to those who have died already and they won't be alive when Jesus returns? Of course, they do not know that none of them will be alive when Jesus returns because we know that Paul and all of these people to whom he speaks in this passage have now gone on to be with the Lord and they will be themselves returning with Christ when he returns. Notice verse 13 again in the language there. Brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope. In the town of Thessalonica in Macedonia, there has been found by archeologists an inscription written by those who are not saved, by the pagans in Thessalonica. A couple of these uh, Greek inscriptions were, after death, no reviving. After the grave, no meeting again. And those are pretty hopeless words. So people who die without Jesus, they have no hope. Those who do not believe in Jesus, when they lose a loved one, they have no hope of seeing their loved one again. That is what that inscription speaks of, that after death there's no reviving, after the grave there's no meeting again. Another inscription from that Greek culture was, Hopes are among the living, the dead are without hope. Hopes are among the living, the dead are without hope. And those, those were in the city of Thessalonica. So around this, group, this church, people in that culture at that time and previous and after for those who were not believers believe that and that is still a common belief today among people who are not christians many who are secular or atheist or some um, other belief they believe that when we die that's it we don't exist anymore that there's no life after death that there's no hope after death that all we have is life during this world but that's not what the bible teaches us that's not what paul teaches us here 
when we sorrow, and notice that Paul doesn't say don't sorrow. He says when we sorrow, or that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. When we sorrow, we don't sorrow without hope. We might grieve because we have lost a loved one. Someone has departed from this world and we won't see them again until we join them in heaven or till we join them at the rapture when Jesus returns, as we'll further explain in these verses. But we don't have that sorrow that unbelievers have of no hope for seeing them again. And there's a, a, there's a difference that preachers speak of, and I haven't experienced it yet, between a funeral of someone who has died and they're not a Christian and everyone knows it, or perhaps the people there at the funeral are not Christians themselves, and the person who has died is not a Christian, there's, there's that agony that there's no hope. But when a believer dies, and I've been at many funerals of a believer who has died and the family members are looking forward to seeing that person again, they have that comfort they have that encouragement that someday they will see that loved one again. And Paul emphasizes that here in verse 13, that ye sorrow not even as those which have no hope. Verse 14, and here's why. Verse 14, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them which sleep in Jesus, those who have passed away, they're just sleeping. Their bodies are waiting to be awakened again. And their souls, their spirits are with Jesus in heaven today. Their bodies are in the ground. Perhaps some of them have already turned to dust and are waiting to be reformed, revived, brought up, and made new to be with Jesus in heaven and with loved ones that they knew on this earth who are also believers one day. Verse 14 says, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. So those who have died, God will bring with him. That's our first promise. God, Jesus, will bring believers who have died back with him when he returns. And he is going to return. That's a promise that we can claim from this passage. The next promise, the second one, is that believers who remain alive at the time of the rapture will not precede those who have died. Look at verses 15 and 16. For this we say unto you, my, by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. So notice Paul speaks of we. So he has that expectation. He has that hope that Jesus may return even during his lifetime. But he doesn't know that for sure. But he's ex expecting it because it's the next event in Bible prophecy to come. There's nothing between us and that. We're just fulfilling the Great Commission until he returns. We're spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ and his teachings until he returns one day, whenever that may be. Could be today, could be tomorrow, could be many years from now. But we are expecting it at any time. We're expecting Jesus to come soon. That we which are alive and remain, verse 15, unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them that are asleep. That word prevent means proceed. Some of your Bible's uh, translations might use that word, proceed. We will not go before them. They are already with the Lord. They will, he will bring them with him. So they are right now with him. We see that verse 14, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. And verse 15, for this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, so this is assured, this is certain, because it's the word of the Lord. This is a promise from God that Paul is giving. For this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain 
unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent, we shall not precede them which are asleep. Verse 16, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. So they are going to rise first. Their bodies will be resurrected. And in verse 16, it speaks of that. Revelation 1.10, uh, we'll go quickly here. We'll move quickly to our last point. But Revelation 1, verse 10, speaks of this event that's described here in verse 15, at the coming of the Lord. Verse 16, excuse me, for the, in 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 16, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead of Christ shall rise first. Revelation 1.10 says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. So in verse 15, 16 of 1 Thessalonians 5, the shout and the trump may all be a description of that voice of Jesus calling to those, the church, that he is returning for. He's returning with the souls, the spirits of those who are in heaven today with him and resurrecting their bodies to be a new body with him in the clouds and all those who are alive and remain who are believers in Jesus will meet them in the air at that point. So this is our second promise, that Jesus will return is our first promise, and that he will bring those who sleep in him with him. And also, we who are alive and remain will not precede, will not prevent those who have already died. So there's no advantage that we have, and that's a comfort to those in Thessalonica who have lost loved ones in Christ. That's a comfort that the, the person has died. They're, they haven't lost anything by dying. They, we have, if we live until the rapture, no advantage over someone who is a believer, who was a believer, who has, who has died because they're with Jesus already in heaven and they're going to be coming with him. They'll be resurrected even before we are to meet us and to meet the Lord in the air at the rapture. Then our third promise here to encourage us is that in the rapture, believers who remain alive will join Christ and believers who have died. We will join those who have preceded us to heaven in the clouds with Jesus. Verses 17 and 18. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Notice, those who are alive and remain shall be caught up. Caught up means snatched, transported, gra um, grasped um, hastily. It's going to happen very quickly in a twinkling of an eye. And in the clouds, notice, as we saw him leave, as the disciples saw him leave at his ascension, he will come again in the clouds and will meet him in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And Wherefore, comfort one another, verse 18, with these words. These words are meant to be a comfort, which means encouragement. means an instruction that builds us up and encourages us. Not something to fear or to anticipate with fear, but something to anticipate with hope and encouragement. And so, and I know others will disagree. There's all kinds of different views 
of the rapture, whether it comes before the tribulation, after the tribulation, millennium, all of that. And I do not believe that any of that affects our salvation or, or that we should fall out of fellowship with another believer for those uh, disagreements on the understanding of this passage. But I personally believe that this is the next event we have to look forward to, and it's a comfort because we know that those who have died we're going to see them again. We know that Jesus is coming for us one day and we have that to look forward to. It's a comfort, not something to, to worry about, not something to, to have any you know, arguments about, but a comfort, something to build us up in our faith and encourage us. So now in 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18, we've seen three promises to comfort us three promises to encourage us. Through these promises, Jesus brings our loved ones back. The first promise is that Jesus is going to return, and he's going to return with those who sleep in him, those who have passed away already, who believed in Jesus. They're going to return with him. And secondly, we do not proceed. We have no advantage over. There's no disadvantage to anyone who has died who believes in Christ. And that's an encouragement for all those who have lost loved ones in Christ. And the third encouragement, promise is that Jesus will also return for those of us who are alive and remain, and we have that to look forward to. That we, we, we don't know if we will die or if we will live until the coming of Christ, and we have that event, we have that hope, that either way we are to be encouraged, whether we pass from this earth through death or whether we are alive and remain, we all have this hope if we have put our faith in Jesus Christ for salvation, that one day Jesus will return. He'll return with those who have died in faith in Christ. And they, they just sleep. Their bodies are sleeping, waiting to be awakened at that event. And we, which are alive and remain, will join them at that time. And that's such an encouraging thing to think of. But it's only encouraging if you are a believer that, that hymn that we sang right before Bill brought that wonderful special, when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. In other words, our name is written in heaven. It speaks of that in other passages. Our name is written in heaven if we have put our faith in Jesus Christ. And will we be there when the roll is called up yonder? I know that hymn even the person writing the hymn had probably a different belief than some of us did because from that song, it looks like they're believing in a, that is the last event, that the tribulation, the millennium, that all comes before that event. And, and we'll talk more about that in the, when we get to 1 Thessalonians 5, which I believe is a separate event, uh, but some people have different understandings of it. And I believe the next event in Bible prophecy is going to be the rapture. Others believe that that is the last event. Apparently, whoever wrote the song, when the roll, up con roll is called up yonder, believe that as well, but I'm not sure. But in any event, the most important thing is that we're all believers in the gospel. And if we are, then our name will be there. When the roll is called, we'll be there. And that is what is most important. And if you have any doubts of that, I hope you'll talk to me or another person here about that today and that you'll put your faith in Jesus Christ for salvation. Let's bow for prayer.